0: Welcome to the So You're Ready to Date podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Angie. And here's what we talk about all things dating, love, and relationships, and most importantly, having fun.
1: Join us for practical advice for dating successfully on your terms. Welcome aboard. And enjoy the ride. Welcome back to another episode of So You're Ready to Date, the podcast. And for all my 90s kids out there, we're going to do a little salt and pepper and talk about sex, baby. So, (laughs)
0: That's all I
1: think about. Welcome to the podcast topic that we do absolutely need to discuss, but that probably makes Angie and I turn red and get a little bit embarrassed. So (laughs) it means it's the perfect topic that we need to blow the kind of secrecy off, bring it out there, have a more open and honest conversation about it. So not necessarily that it's going to get graphic, but just if there are little ears, this might be a earbuds in episode. (laughs) maybe not one that we listened into in the car with others in there de- I don't know depends on how you want to introduce the topic to whoever you're writing with that's what we're, <laughs> we're going to go with but we want to talk about how do you talk about sex in a relationship in all kinds of spectrums of that relationship and if you're not comfortable in that how can you maybe I don't want to say make yourself more comfortable but sort of take away some of the nerves so that it's a topic that you feel safe enough to discuss because this is really something that you should be having that conversation with that special person hopefully before you're both naked <laughs> I would think that that some of those conversations should be
0: happening so let's get started Whew. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big episode. Might get a little bit racy, but you're right. I think it's a really important topic to discuss. And we're not here to tell you when's the right time to have sex or what that needs to look like, but to help you recognize and take the top off and realize that it's okay to be who you are and that that sexual energy that we all have inside of us is one of the strongest energies that a human being can have. So it's very important to be open and honest about what you're looking for in that area of life. A topic that we need to kind of maybe start with is how do you know,
1: are you, here we go. (laughs) Look at Lisa start to trip over her words here. (laughs) (laughs) We need to talk about self-pleasure because I think if we're not talking about masturbation, how can you actually talk to the person you want to get naked with about how best to make sure that you're having fun too? So, (laughs) oh, this is going to be a fun one. (laughs) So I think- whether you do or don't, again, a completely personal choice. But I think to not take some time to like look at your body, to touch your body, not necessarily in a sexual way, but just to kind of feel your own body and be familiar with yourself and what touch feels like is a really important part of exploring, again, what makes you tick? What do you like? How do you like to have your skin stroked? How do you like to have your hair played with? So there's a whole bunch that comes into this that doesn't have anything to do with an actual sex act. It has everything to do with all of the buildup, all of the feelings of this is how I like to be kissed. This is how I like to be held. So finding time to really explore for yourself what feels good is always the best way so that you can communicate effectively to a partner being like, I appreciate what you're doing, but... (laughs) This actually feels so much better. However, that actually ends up turning whatever that turns out to be.
0: I think that that is a a great point. And there are so many different sensations that you can have when exploring your own body or somebody else doing it too. And those sensations can feel different, but I think it's important to know where you enjoy being touched and where you don't enjoy being touched and can clearly communicate that to your partner. And then after you've gone through that, I think the next important thing is identifying when you're ready and to put those firm boundaries in place. And I know that there are ladies and men out there who are uncomfortable saying no, and it's okay to say no, and you should not be, you should not feel obligated to do anything that you are not ready to do in any relationship at any time. It is your body and you have every right to tell anybody that you want not to touch you at any given time for no reason. So know when you're ready to allow that to start to happen in your relationship and to get comfortable saying no until you're ready.
1: I know I've sort of had some of these similar experiences and I know I've seen it through other people on social media that there are some people you can go out on a date with and it's like their job to try and fast track the conversation to sex and all of that kind of stuff. And there have definitely been first dates where it's starting to get borderline into that place of like, I'm not comfortable. And I have said on first dates, I'm not going to sleep with you, not tonight and probably not in the next few dates. I, you know, sometimes you have to very clearly say, listen, I'm enjoying this. I'm not comfortable where this conversation is going. I don't intend to sleep with you at any point soon. I like to get to know somebody. I like to be in a more committed relationship, whatever your boundaries are. But sometimes you have to clearly communicate those up front and that'll weed people out a lot of times. It did for me, for a few people who were really just looking to hook up when my goal was to find a relationship and some sort of commitment. But you again, like we've talked about in all of our dating... This is the part of that inventory to figure out what you like and what you want and to be very clear on it. Doesn't have to be like a five-date rule. Maybe it's a three-month rule. Maybe it's as soon as we're boyfriend and girlfriend, we can start to have this conversation. But you need to know very clearly where that is and then communicating that to the person. Then it's up to them whether they're like, yeah, this is worth the wait or nope, I'm just looking for something quick. But taking that time to sit down without any shame, without any judgment. Because the timing is perfect for you. Doesn't matter if somebody else wants to do it faster or slower, whatever your timing is, is perfect, but be really sure and confident in that. And then don't budge on it. It's your boundary and you are perfectly within your rights to, to, to draw that and
0: stay with it because you know, what's best for you. And if it's not long enough, if you decide that something is not long enough and you're still not ready when that time frame passes, it's okay to change it. Now, conversely, it's important that you respect whatever your partner tells you their wishes are as well. So it's not, it's about both parties and both parties being ready and comfortable. But just because one of you gets to that point before the other one does, it's really important to respect the boundaries of the other one, whether that's you or your partner. And just because you say at the beginning that I don't do this before three months doesn't mean that you can't say, well, I'm still not ready. So we need to take some more time.
1: Yes. (laughs) And I wanted what I was going to add to that was, but communicate why, what are you going to need to feel more comfortable taking that next step? It's one thing to say, yep, I'm just not ready. And then it feels like you're leaving this other person in limbo. There's a reason why you don't feel ready. And to communicate. So this is that starting of communicating clearly, being like, I just don't feel blank about our relationship. I don't just feel whatever it is, but this is an opportunity for you to communicate with this person, being like, I really like you. I feel like there's something here, there's a connection. I just need to feel more like this, or I just need this to happen. And then maybe <laughs> whatever is going to, but I think it's a, a matter of communicating, yes, not right now, but and clarifying where that is. Cause I to leave somebody in this, okay, so what's my next goalpost? What's my next? I don't want to say this is like to help you move this along, but how can I help support you in feeling comfortable in a decision to make our relationship more intimate in that in that physical sense? So I, I don't want it to feel like coercion because I feel like that it can be that way, but it's a matter of communicating with each other why maybe you don't feel comfortable, how we can support each other so that we can come to this space and both be happy and comfortable when we're ready to have sex. Thanks
0: when we're ready is i think the important thing and i i totally agree that communication is important through this process especially if it's going to be somebody that you're committed to long term that you're expecting that long term relationship from but i also think that it is important to respect your body and understand how you're feeling and even if you're not sure it's okay to say no there might be conversations i think it's perfectly acceptable if your partner asks questions but being coerced right you You should never feel a pressure to say yes to somebody touching your body in a manner that you're not comfortable with at any point in time. Now, that being said, if you have somebody that is pushing for you to move faster than your firm boundary allows, not telling you what to do, but maybe you should sit back and think about whether that's a flag or not and what color (laughs) that flag might be. (laughs)
1: <laughs> always just helpful reminders that sometimes people are good at hiding those flags <laughs> for longer than we'd like. So,
0: <laughs> And we're not here to actually give you any, tell you what to do in any way, shape or form. We want you to feel happy and comfortable and maybe give you some tips that you can attempt to incorporate, but pay attention to the color of those flags as they pop up. Uh, don't be looking for red flags, but when somebody doesn't respect your boundaries, that is in my book, a pretty big red flag.
1: Yeah, especially the people who get uh, unnaturally mad that you've <laughs> decided to draw this boundary or maybe need
0: some extra time. Yep. Just food for thought. Right. And there can be all sorts of, of reasons for, you know, you might be comfortable with something one day and you might be comfortable Getting naked, fornicating, having sex, hopping into the sack, whatever, however, you want to say that. Some of those terms make me sound really old, but you know, however that looks, you might be okay with it one day. And the next day, you might not be comfortable with it because we have different moods and different things too. Clear communication is good, but give yourself permission to respect yourself enough to say yes or no to what you're comfortable with when you're comfortable with it, and respect your partner enough to respect them if they they have those
1: feelings. Starting to normalize having conversations about sex that aren't in the bedroom <laughs> because, you know, and not necessarily that it's a mood killer or anything, but I don't know. There's there's a time and a place for me to think about <laughs> having a deeper conversation in, in the middle of, you know, having sex with somebody generally isn't the time, <laughs> at least for me. So I think maybe it's, I don't know, I was going to call it a postmortem and that kind of sounds a little bit bad, but... <laughs> Reviewing the game film, I don't know what you want to call it, but post-act could always be a time that you can take and be like, hey, I really enjoyed this. That I wasn't quite so sure about. Can we maybe put it on the list of maybe things that we do next time? Or maybe you're having dinner and you feel a little bit safer saying, hey, you know, when we did that XYZ in the bedroom last week, well, I liked X and Z. Y just didn't really do it for me. So could we maybe try W instead? having those conversations and making them a normal part of your relationship and not reserved solely for the time that you're in the bedroom, that you're in bed and having like open and honest discussions about
0: like, just like what you like, what worked and what didn't. To ease that, so let's say that you are someone who has trouble vocalizing that. There's some shame attached to that in stigma and it gets embedded into us. So sometimes finding ways to have those conversations, which don't feel so shameful. And so that might be asking your partner, what did you enjoy? What didn't you enjoy? That's helping make it comfortable for them so that they can voice their opinions. You're giving them a safe space, opening up that dialogue. And then they can reciprocate. But at the same time, you're taking the pressure off of having to say anything very specifically, and you're giving them the space to be open and honest and vulnerable, which then will in turn give you the space to be open, honest and vulnerable as well. So it might be an easier way is to ask your partner what they enjoyed in order to open up that dialogue for yourself as well
1: if you're really finding it tough, have each of you write down five questions on a slip of paper, throw them into a hat or a cup, and you just take turns drawing a slip of paper and you read the question and you talk about it. So there's a sort of a sense of anonymity about what the question is, but there is a way for you to start like having this dialogue about what works and what doesn't and finding the questions that work for you. Because (laughs) this was something that came up in my current relationship. We were talking about orgasm orgasms and I'm like that's not really the question you should be asking is if I had an orgasm it should be asking did I have fun did I enjoy it that I mean not that you can't ask that question I'm not saying that but can you switch the question to be was this enjoyable especially those who identify as female sometimes have a little harder time reaching an orgasm during sex so maybe you can ask that question what did you really enjoy or are there other things that I could be doing that might help that and maybe it's a plethora of other things, but finding questions that are not necessarily, did you come? Okay. <laughs> I mean, that is one question that you can definitely ask, but sometimes it's asking, what did, was the most pleasurable part for you? And helping your brain kind of reframe that if our focus is so much on hitting this one specific point, we lose all of the other really good, juicy bits about the fact that we're having spicy time with this special person. You're not enjoying the way it feels. Their hands feel, the kisses feel, the noises, all all of this other ambiance that comes with this act when we're so focused on, I have to get this goal or the whole practice was pointless. So how can you start to shift it in your head of how can we both have the most pleasurable time together, regardless of whether we both have this mythical, not mythical, (laughs) 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 this is not mythical. Going after the unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this it, very pleasurable and important part of sex too, which is to hit kind of that orgasm part. But there are other parts of the act that I think we dismiss or don't enjoy as much because we get so focused on, well, if I don't have this orgasm, then he's going to think I'm broken. And then re- relax, let yourself enjoy. And if you have the right partner, hopefully they're going to want to take some time between the two of you so that you both feel like you got the most pleasure from the experience that you possibly could.
0: I think that is a key thing is relaxing, breathing, and letting go to find that pleasure in there. So if you sit back and you think about it, and you do that post sex, you know, you're sitting in the post sex glow and you're thinking about things. Where did you let go? Where did you lose track of time? Where did you lose track of what was happening? And start from start from that to help bring forth more of that and to have more of that energy release. I know for a lot of people that I have talked to, a lot of clients that I have talked to and gone into this, one of the things is the fear of even letting go of control during that act, during the process of having sex. We are, as humans, afraid of letting go of that control and being in the moment and experiencing those feelings. And so sit back and and think about, was there a time during the process where you were able to fully let go and enjoy that? And Work from there too. And that can make your bedroom experience more pleasurable going forward, for lack of a a better word. And That gives you more of an idea, even if you don't know what it is that you do or don't enjoy specifically before you start down that path, that can be a way for you to start engaging and start gauging what you do really enjoy and what you may not like as much of. And you can start adding more and more of what you enjoy to help you get to that state and stay in that frame of mind.
1: Well, and this is gonna kind of go back a little to the beginning where it's I feel like the vast majority of female <laughs> identifying people are going to be like, "I don't like the way I look naked and worry about things. Just- <laughs> Things jiggling and bouncing and and going all over the place. And I get it. I think it's a very real concern for most of us. Good lighting, you know, finding like fun LED lights, finding little ways that maybe you can set a mood or taking that time to really get comfortable looking at our bodies, to get really comfortable knowing that, yep, these are going to, it's going to roll. It's going to look odd. I, you know, (laughs) it's one of those things. I don't think anybody really wants to see in a mirror like mid act because that can very much take yourself out of it. But finding those ways that outside, again, outside of the bedroom, how can you start to love and relax yourself If it's a matter of more foreplay, I know it feels unromantic to do it, but I need us to schedule the times that we're going to be, we're going to have sex so that I can prepare myself. I can create maybe a routine or a ritual where I can kind of mentally get myself into this space. Maybe it's a nice long bath. Maybe it's picking out some special, again, underwear. It's all of these things so that I can kind of mentally get myself in the mood and get ready so that I can feel more present when we're actually having sex.
0: One of the things that you had just said that I want to go back and touch on is being uncomfortable with the way our bodies look naked when we're getting in the bedroom. And I know the reaction to this, the gut reaction to this is going to be, oh, hell no, I ain't doing that. I know that that's going to be the reaction. But go get a mirror and stand in front of the mirror naked and talk and look at the parts of your body and find what you appreciate about your body. And do that consistently. Look at your body in the mirror. And find what you appreciate about your body and practice being grateful for your body and what your body can do for you and for how it serves you every single day, all day long. And then when you get
1: really good at talking kindly to the parts you like, then you start picking the parts of the body that you don't like. And you start with one thing that you love about that part because we can't ignore it because it's still going to be there. Couple it with, you know, I love my legs because they're super strong. I love my belly because it's so like soft and squishy. So finding and marrying those two you you're like, I know I for sure love this part of my body. I'm going to bring this other part of my body along with it because we have to start reconciling the parts that we like and we don't like. We don't unfortunately get to just pick. I mean, I suppose you could just pick and choose. But to ultimately come to this point where you don't care (laughs) what's going where when you're having spicy times, That's what we have to do. We have to start to, if we can't love, then we have to start at least being kind, starting kind of neutral, being like, I have a belly. It can be (laughs) as simple as that. I have jiggly arms. Finding those points of it's a part of my body. If I don't necessarily love it, I can still honor and take care of myself because I have this amazing body.
0: And I want to also point out, we are human. So we're telling you this as in you're <laughs> going gonna to go get a mirror today and maybe in three days you're going to love your body. That's not how this works. So patience. Patience is a big thing and you have to commit to it and do it every single day. But this is a process that works. It is a process to help you love your body, to accept who you are, and to be comfortable with yourself so that you can enjoy that spicy time with your significant other, where you can enjoy that time with yourself, where you can let go of stigma and being worried about what other people think of you and bring everything back into a balance.
1: Write these in a journal, because there are going to be days when you catch that reflection in the mirror in a shop window in the car door where you're like, whoa, okay, not having a great day. But I have this journal, a list of all of these things that I know are good about me and my body. (laughs) Because like Angie said, yeah, do I have way more days where I feel I love and accept and kind of honor my body? Absolutely. But it was a hard fought battle to get here. And there are still going to be those days where you just feel like crap and you're just being like, yeah, no, I'm wearing anything baggy because I just, I can't deal with my body today. That's fine. Tomorrow is a new day. We're going to start again. We're going to read through our love list of why we love ourselves
0: and our body. And we're going to start this again and keep at it and find support find yourself a coach if you if you need it some people can do it on their own that's great go get a book read a book on accepting your body and read a book that will help make you comfortable with it. There's resources out there for that. But if you need more support than that, find a coach, find a mentor, find a sex therapist, whatever that might be, but go find yourself a support system. If that's your partner, because you've been together long enough, and you're comfortable sharing it with your partner, that's great. But for a lot of us, we may not be at that level yet where we're comfortable having those conversations. But you're going to find more long-term term success with this process, if you find yourself surrounded by support. So listen to body positivity, go surround yourself with body positivity and go find that support system that you can wrap yourself in as you go through this process, because it is as much as we would like it to be an immediate process. We did not start hating our bodies immediately. We are not going to remember how to love them immediately either.
1: Uh, Yes, right. (laughs) But I just decided I wanted to fix this. Yes. And kudos to you for that. But we also have, most of us, been indoctrinated for most of our developing. think if you feel really comfortable and confident asking your person what they love about your body, it's something that the person I'm with has kind of volunteered a couple of things because I don't think that <laughs> you're at full transparency. I don't know that I could ask that question because there's still sometimes enough of a concern of how I look, but he has made it abundantly clear that there's not an issue. So sometimes you have to accept that you have to accept that somebody is excited enough about wanting to see you naked.
0: There's something good there. And this is where that saying you can't love yourself or nobody can love you more than your love yourself comes in. But trust your partner, believe your partner, they're not going to be with you and then come lie to you about that, right? If they tell you that there is something that they enjoy or love about your body, believe them, believe in their belief in you, even if you don't believe. it yourself yet because you're working on it and you have now taken that first step and you have decided that you're going to learn to love yourself. So maybe your partner, what your partner loves about you, may be the first thing that you learn to love about yourself.
1: Ooh, I like that. And then it kind of opens you up to be able to have bigger, deeper dive conversations when it comes to like what you want to do in the bedroom. I mean, maybe you're keeping it fairly vanilla, but maybe you're ready to really take things to a whole new level and feeling that comfort and confidence with that other person can help you start to ask for maybe more and different things that you are wanting to try and experience in the bedroom as well.
0: And let's flip this around. We're all human. We have insecurities. Our partner has insecurities. So as you're taking this and thinking about how you would like your partner to engage with you in this process and the types of information you would like from your partner, volunteer that for them. Tell them the things that you love about their body so that they can build their body positivity up too. Especially if that's something that you are looking for, how to incorporate more spicy time into your love life and with your partner. And that's not something that is easily accessible. It's maybe giving Giving them the confidence that they need. Because sometimes the reason for the lack of the bedroom play is because your partner isn't confident in themselves. So if you're sitting there wondering what that looks like, helping them build that confidence, you can't give them confidence, but you can help them build confidence in themselves by sincerely telling them what you appreciate and love about their body.
1: Don't negate well, and that doesn't have to be well done, but dirty talk. I guess you could call it that, but it's something that honestly can go a long way. If you feel really self-confident, like outside of the bedroom, maybe saying that you're just like, I don't know how to, how to put that. You know, I love your butt or whatever it is. (laughs) Something as simple, but you know, you can't go wrong with saying, I love the way it feels when you do this, or I love the way it feels when your body does. So using that as part of your sexy time too. And if that doesn't feel super comfortable for you, there's a lot more out there for like audio. Uh, porn that can give you kind of some ideas quite frankly i've taken a few cues from from that so finding like your favorite romance novel there are probably plenty of you out there who have read a harlequin romance <laughs> one of those that you've seen in the airport with the half the guy in the half shirt and the damsel in distress as cheesy as it is sometimes that's been some of the best times in bed when we make each other laugh when it doesn't have to be so serious this is not like life and death this should be fun. So how can you inject some more fun into uh, your sexy time?
0: All right, you guys, I thought this was going to be a really hard episode to talk about. <laughs> and there were some there were some moments, I'm not going to lie, a couple of moments there. However, I had a lot of fun talking about this today, but we're running out of time. So we'll have to pick this up and do another episode on this because I think as we got more and more into this, it really was an episode that Lisa and I feel pretty strongly about. So we'll definitely come back and revisit this for you. Hopefully you found some, some takeaways and some key points here that can be super helpful and and make your bedroom play a little bit more fun or make the timing work a little bit better for you. And don't forget to drop us a line. Tell us what you want to hear about, especially if there's something else that you would like to talk about with regard to sex, love, intimacy, dating, relationships, anything. Feel free to drop us a line at so you're ready to date at gmail.com. And unless I miss anything, we'll see you next week.